Uh, find a comfortable place to focus on your breath, whether that be a cross-legged seated position or uh, sitting in a chair or even lying down. Whatever it looks like, it's all good. Um, so take some time to find that shape. Uh, create, a, create a position where you feel supported, where the um, you know, sorenesses or discomforts of your body are not that distracting. So we're tr- as we try to get into the breath, we want to kind of uh, create a tall spine, create a grounded seat, but without a lot of um, physical discomfort or distraction. So if that means, again, sitting on a prop or even a chair, um, make it happen. Make it so. And once you're there, close your eyes. Find a place to rest your hands. You might consider a mudra with your hands. like, And let it be... Um, be responsive. So there, there might be something that you want to do, you feel like doing with your hands. And do, do that. Uh, thumb to any one of your fingers. Palms facing down, palms facing up, palms together uh, over your feet. And now let's use our senses to orient ourselves in the present moment. So first using our um, hearing to create a broadness of perception. So can you hear sounds beyond the walls of this room that make you aware of the surrounding world. Maybe it's a distant, uh, distant bird call, train noise. Perhaps there's even rain happening where you are. Whatever it is, let sound be a tool for you to create a broad perception above you, below you, and all around you. And then begin to listen to more immediate uh, sounds. Perhaps the sound of a um, air conditioning unit or the computer or a pet nearby. Giving you a sense of depth in the room. Life and movement around you.
then consider the um, the perception uh, that you can feel uh, using your skin. So you can uh, sense temperature. You might sense sense movement of air. With your eyes closed, you might be able to identify uh, a light source in the room. And now start to turn your gaze inward. Surveying the physical body. Is there anywhere that you are holding tension? So uh, where your muscles are tensed uh, uh, without need. Consider relaxing the feet the ankles, shins, calves, knees, thighs, outer hips, buttocks. Now, in order to create more space for this breath, start to uh, shrug your shoulders actively up towards your ears. As your sits bones remain rooted, lengthen from your waistline up to your armpits. So shrug, 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 and then let your shoulders uh, kind of just release, uh, maybe kind of jerkily (laughs) towards the floor. Do that a couple of times. Inhale, squeeze the shoulders up towards the ears, lifting into the armpits, and then exhale, just Release the arms, shrug the shoulders down. One more time. Inhale. Exhale. And then kind of shimmy the shoulders back. You might roll the shoulders one at a time, up and back, nestling the shoulder blades onto the back gently. Now a sense of broadness and openness across the heart space, lengthening the collarbones, lifting and opening the heart. Tilt your chin down parallel to the floor, actively lengthening along the back of the neck as you grow tall through the crown of your head. And now the breath in and out through the nostrils. So if you like, you may begin the practice of ujjayi pranayama, drawing a gentle contraction in at the back of the throat.
Follow the ebb and flow of the breath. Imagery that I uh, used last week, I, I feel uh, feel like was really helpful to focus on the breath. So if you'd like to do this exercise again with me, uh, picture a pitcher and give the pitcher a size, uh, consider a material that it might be made out of, you know, design your pitcher in your mind. And then as you inhale next, uh, Envision the pitcher filling with water, just as a pitcher would fill. The bottom fills uh, first, and then the water level rises until the pitcher is brimming full of water. And then as you exhale, visualize the pitcher tipping and water spilling out, the water level lowering from the top of the pitcher down to the bottom, and then tip that last bit of water, that last bit of air out at the bottom and fill again. So as you breathe, again, as I was saying, the practice starts with the breath. And the breath is the undercurrent throughout the practice. So at this baseline of the practice, there is this uh, constant ebb and flow, filling and emptying, this repetitive, constant flow in and out. Follow your breath through three more cycles.
So if you have your legs crossed, switch the cross of your legs and place the opposite ankle on top. Bring your hands together in front of your heart and we're going to fill the pitcher and empty the pitcher as we make the sound OM. Inhale. Bow your head to your heart, release your palms to your thighs, and then we'll start to make some circles with the upper body. Inhale, chest forward and back and around in a big elliptical movement. So you might feel the, um, the pressure of the earth against your sit bones moving from left to right, front to back, just moving uh, with some fluidity with some curiosity and we'll yeah there's some pops perhaps (laughs) in my body as well as in your body listen for these interesting curious sounds and how might they inform your movement let's uh, send it off in the other direction and um I think a good way to approach the practice is always, 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 always with curiosity. And that can kind of stave off a lot of the, um, a lot of the discouraging emotions that might come up in your practice. The, uh, those moments where you feel set back. In those moments, curiosity, I feel, is essential. Um, essential to moving on to, um, you know, making the best of things. Uh, Okay, so after you've done some circles, let's uh, come into a tabletop position. So we're going to start with our very familiar cat and cow poses, and then we're going to make it harder. Inhale, belly and chest down, tailbone and gaze, lift into the cow pose. Exhale, round your spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling into the Halloween cat shape and continue these movements with your breath, exploring and expanding the range of motion and meeting this moment with, again, that sense of curiosity of like, oh, isn't that interesting, that new sensation after so long, after so many uh, times doing this sequence, uh, today is interesting. Today is different. There's something new to be experienced. 
And throughout, there's that undercurrent, there's that um, baseline of breath. Informing and sustaining the movement. Okay. Uh, Walk your knees back and widen them apart slightly. So the knees are more outer hip width distance apart. Tail, uh, tailbone tilts towards the ceiling as you're like you're doing the cow pose in the low back. And as your tailbone tilts up, you might uh, emphasize this widening, spiraling back of the inner upper thighs. So that can feel kind of nice. You might feel, uh, feel your, um, <laughs> you might, <laughs> excuse me. Um, there might be some sensitivity. You might feel uh, your skin moving beneath your clothing. It's a very uh, specific feeling as your the back of your pelvis broadens. And then uh, extend your arms forward. Spread your fingers. Open your palms. Lengthen your arms. And we're doing this puppy dog pose. So likely you have uh, you might be able to picture in your mind's eye a puppy doing this pose. Uh, it's it's great for creating this um, broadening of the the pelvis, the stretching of the arms, and there's also this contraction, this firing up of the uh, upper back muscles as the shoulder blades pull together, draw the shoulders away from your ears, lift your outer armpits away from the floor as your chin and chest melt down. So um, you tilt your gaze and chin forward. So eventually the chin might touch down. If you've already done some yoga today, (laughs) maybe your sternum is uh, close or to the floor. And then get some breath going here. Again, approach the pose, approach the practice with curiosity. And again, this, um, the breath is really always there, always creating um, movement in the pose, the breath going from the full pitcher to the empty pitcher. So notice how the experience of the shape changes between the inhale and, between the, and with the exhale. So even though uh, you were kind of sustaining or holding the shape, it's not a static experience. There's always movement. And then let's inhale, point the toes, sink the hips forward, lengthen the legs back, and roll the shoulders back, kind of into this modified cobra pose. Wrap the, the elbows in towards the ribs. Lift the heart, broaden the collarbones, maybe even tilt the gaze up, and then tuck the toes, exhale back into the puppy dog. So let's do this a couple of times. Inhale, point the toes, sink the hips, elbows in towards the side ribs, roll the shoulders back, broaden the collarbones, tilt the gaze up, and then exhale, tuck the toes, tilt the tailbone, melt the head and heart, extend the arms. So again, exploring movement and breath. 
And always the option to modify. Listen to your body through the uh, through the shapes. If something feels like it's uh, injurious, like if there's too much um, too much strain and the or a sense of compression in the low back, you can keep the hips up off of the floor as you come into the cobra shape. So you might bring the hands back and do more of an action like this for those of you who can see me. So the hands would walk back maybe a foot and you'd be coming from more of a, um, more, a not as deep of a back bend into more of a child's pose. Okay, let's come back to the tabletop position. Wrist below the shoulders, knees hip width distance apart. And as I said, we're going to... Uh, we're going to turn up the intensity on the cat and cow shapes, and this is how we're going to do it. If you would like to intensify your cat and cows here, toes tucked under, lift the knees about uh, three to uh, six inches from the floor. So lifting the knees up, engaging the core, and then inhale, gaze up, shoulders back. Exhale, round the spine, tilt the tailbone, lift the back of the heart, chin to chest. So it's just like cat-cow, but there's this intensification of the, of the core strength. So the kneecaps are lifted. There's a real engagement of the upper back, a strengthening of the arms and shoulders. Maybe there's a little less movement of the head than in your typical cat and cow's. Some exploratory, somewhat experimental movement. And sweet relief, send the hips up and back into downward facing dog. And as you get there, walk out your dog. You might uh, just walk it slowly, walk it quickly, explore the backs of your legs, shift your hips from side to side. Again, approach your practice with curiosity. So again, there's always the setback is baked into the practice. So you uh, over over a lifetime of practice, if that, you know, that's kind of my idea with my asana practice, with my uh, practice of these poses that I'd like to be doing these my whole life. And I know that over my whole, the span of my whole life, it's not just, I'm not just going to be getting deeper and stronger and more flexible with every time I practice. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a journey. And like any journey, there's going to be unexpected uh, things that happen. And that's part of the practice is how do you arrive in those moments? Okay, push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back, lengthen the heels downward, keeping any amount of bend in the knees. And then let's inhale to come forward into a plank position. Shoulders over the wrists, and this can always be done on the knees. So for me, I'm, I'm always um, interested in keeping good alignment uh, the engagement of the core to keep the hips lifted, the legs engaged. So there's a line between the shoulders, hips, and knees. That can mean knees are on the floor. If those, if your hips are need a little uh, help lifting up, 
Okay, from here we're going to do some side plank. This can be done a number of ways. Uh, let's all try together rolling to the outside of the right foot, inside of the left foot, or onto the right knee. Inhale, sweep the left arm up, and exhale, come back through center, either on your knees or in plank. Inhale, outside of left foot, inside of right foot, or left knee on the floor, sweep the right arm up. So let's do these movements with the breath. Inhale, left arm lifts. Exhale, through some version of plank. Inhale, right arm lifts, keep the hips Lifting up, chest broadens, exhale through center. Inhale, left arm. Exhale, center. Inhale, right arm. Exhale, center. One more round. Inhale, left. Exhale, center. Inhale, right. And exhale, hands back below the shoulders. And everyone lower your knees to the floor. Tilt your tailbone up, reach your chin and chest forward, exhale, lower down, chin and chest to the floor, elbows hug into the side ribs, shoulders away from the ears, and then slide forward onto your belly. Lengthen the legs back one at a time, press the tops of your feet down, engage the legs, lengthen back through the tailbone, interlace your fingers behind your back, point your elbows to the ceiling, shrug your shoulder blades onto the back of your chest. Keep your feet grounded, and with your next inhale, lift the chin and chest away from the floor. Reach back through the knuckles. Broaden your chest. Stay with the breath. And recognize here the current of the breath. The difference between an inhale, you might rise up higher. Exhale, you might feel more grounded. Feel the opportunity to expand more across the chest, lift through the crown of the head, reach back through the knuckles. Speaking of the knuckles, with the hands interlaced and the wrists pulling together, then draw your, without bringing your hands any further apart, create tension by pulling your hands apart, shoulder blades ignite onto the back of the chest, chest and heart open and lift even more. Feel what you're feeling. And then exhale, release. Left cheek to the mat, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, arms heavy. Neck soft, upper back broad. And arrive once again with the breath. Rest and reflect. Notice what you're feeling in the aftermath of that intense shape, the reverberation of that energy throughout the body. Chin back to the floor. Interlace your fingers behind your back with the opposite thumb in front. If you can figure that out, lengthen back through the toes. Ground the feet, lengthen the tailbone, shrug the shoulders together. Inhale, chin and chest up. Reach back through the knuckles. Broaden the heart. Either keep the feet grounded or squeeze the legs together. Begin to lift 
the feet, the lower thighs, middle thighs, upper thighs away from the floor, using the strength and engagement of your back body to lift, to take flight. Arrive in this moment, again, riding the waves of the breath. One more inhale, lift to your highest expression. And exhale, let it go. Right cheek to the floor, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, neck soft, arms heavy, upper back broad. Back to breath. Again, approach this moment with curiosity. Where and what are you feeling? Where are you holding tension? And in this moment, can you just surrender that tension? Kind of one of the hardest cues, surrendering tension. And back to the floor, tuck your toes, plant your wrists by your ribs, lift into the kneecaps, lengthen back through the heels, engage your legs, exhale, push up from the earth into a plank position, and then exhale, hips lead you up and back, once again, downward facing dog, press the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back, lengthen the spine, right foot towards the center, left leg lifts straight up and back. Three-legged dog and hold. Push back through the left heel, lift through the left inner thigh. Turn the left outer hip downward so the back sides of the hips remain level as though you could place a glass of water there and you wouldn't spill it. Lengthen down through the right heel, lift into the right kneecap. Try to diminish the crease at the front of the right ankle as you press your hands evenly forward and down. Lift the left leg up and back. And then look to the top of your mat, lunge your left foot forward between your hands, setting up on fingertips on either side of the front foot or blocks. And then we'll start another flow. Inhale, roll the shoulders back. Exhale, straighten the left leg, round the spine, chin to chest, lengthen the left leg, pull the left outer hip back. And then inhale to come forward a couple of times with the breath. Push into the left foot to, uh, to shift the left hip back. Melt the hips down and forward. Roll the shoulders back. Open the heart forward in the lunge. One more time. Exhale. Push with the left foot. Inhale to come forward. Right hand to the floor or to a block. Inhale. Sweep the left arm to the sky. Stack the shoulders. Look up. Broaden across the chest. Lift through the back inner thigh. If you'd like to open up more, right ribs towards the ceiling, left ribs towards the floor, embrace the sky, tilt the sides of the neck back, tops of the ears back, and then hand down, frame the front foot. Okay, plant the hands, send the left leg back, inhale, right leg lifts, prolong three-legged dog. Push back through the right heel, lift through the right inner thigh, wrap the right outer hip downward. Lift into the left kneecap, lower down through the left heel, push the hands evenly down and forward, and arrive with your breath in this shape, 
Notice what you're feeling, where you're feeling. Look to the top of your mat and exhale. Lunge the right foot forward. Create that long stride, fingertips or hands on blocks. Inhale, chest forward, gaze forward. Exhale, push down through the right foot. Pull the right hip back. Round the spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knee. Length along the back of the right leg. Inhale, brings you forward. Couple more times. Exhale, shift the hips back. Inhale forward with my counter with the pace of your own breath. Exhale back. Inhale to come forward. Plant the left palm. Sweep the right arm up. Broaden across the chest. Keep the back leg lifted. Look up. And if you choose, open up. Left rib scoured. Right ribs earthward. Embrace the sky. And then hand down, press back, downward facing dog once again. Inhale, come forward to plank. And then we'll do those side planks again. Inhale, open to the left. Sweep the left arm to the sky. Exhale, plank. Inhale, open right. This can be modified always. Exhale, center. Inhale, open left. Exhale, center. Inhale, open right. Exhale, center. Inhale, left arm lifts. Exhale, center. Inhale, right arm lifts. Exhale, center. Last round. Inhale, left arm lifts. Exhale, center. Inhale, right arm lifts. Exhale, center. And exhale, knees, chest, and chin to the floor. Inhale, push forward and up. Cobra pose, lift the chest. Exhale, lower down, press back. Downward facing dog, three breaths. Inhale. And exhale. Bigger breath in. Bigger breath out. Last biggest breath in. Empty the pitcher. Push back through the inner thighs. Lengthen down through the heels. Push forward with the hands. Inhale, left leg lifts. Look to the top of your mat. Exhale, lunge the left foot forward. Inhale in the lunge. Exhale, step forward, fold forward. Uttanasana. Inhale, lift halfway. Fingertips to the shin. Shoulder blades on the back. Exhale, fold in. Head low, hips high. Inhale, push with the feet, reach up, look up, palms touch. Exhale, hands down through heart center and arms to your sides. Inhale, sweep the arms up. Exhale, flow forward with your breath. Inhale to lift. Exhale, as you fold, plant the hands, left leg back, lunge. Inhale in the lunge. Exhale, plant the hands, plank position. Inhale here. Exhale, lower down, chaturanga or knees, chest, chin. Inhale, push up into your back bend, cobra pose or upward dog. Exhale, press back, downward dog, three breaths in and out. Big breath in, full breath out. 
Biggest breath in. Exhale, push with the hands, reach with the hips, lower with the heels. Inhale, right leg lifts. Exhale, lunge the foot between the hands. Inhale in the lunge. Exhale, step forward, fold forward. Inhale, lift halfway. Exhale, dive forward. Inhale, push through the feet, reach up, look up, palms touch. Exhale, hands down through heart center, arms to your sides. Again, inhale, sweep up. Exhale, flow forward. Inhale, rise halfway. Exhale, as you fold, plant the hands, right leg back, lunge. Inhale in the lunge. Exhale, send the left leg back, plank. Inhale and plank. Exhale, lower down. Inhale, curl up, upward dog or cobra. Exhale, press back, downward facing dog. Hands down and forward, hips up and back. Three breaths in and out. In and out. Last biggest breath in. And full breath out. Walk your hands back to your feet, pushing the hips up and back, lengthen down through the heels, lift into the kneecaps. Gradually, slowly make your way back into a forward fold at the back of your mat. Crown of the head extends downward as the hips lift upward, lengthening along the backs of the legs, lengthening along the back of the spine. Inhale, lift halfway, shoulders on the back. Exhale and fold in. Inhale, rise, push through the feet, all the way to stand, reach up, palms touch. Exhale, hands down through heart center and meet in Tadasana. Arms at your sides, shoulders roll back. Arrive in your embodied mountain. So you might keep the eyes open here or, or closed. Feel the earth beneath your feet. Feel the strength of the legs making you tall. Broaden the chest. Lift and lengthen. Extend energy down into the earth and up into the sky simultaneously. Okay, if your eyes are closed, open them. Focus on a space in the future, space in the future, space in the distance. Take your arms parallel uh, to the floor, reaching your fingertips forward. And then, without letting your knees come together, so your feet are hip width distance apart, without letting your knees come together, lift up onto your toes. So we're just uh, standing on our tippy toes. And that can be challenging, but we're going to bring more challenge to it. Start to bend your knees forward as you sink your hips down. So try to keep your back body as straight as possible. Lift into the heels, bend the knees forward, sink the hips down, and then push up through the toes, lift back up to standing, and then heels down. So you can try this as we're doing, <laughs> or you can use the back body against the wall. If you're using the wall, it might take a little bit of negotiation just to get the right distance from the wall. 
Inhale, lift onto the toes. Push down, lift the heels. Keep the spine tall. And then as you exhale, as you breathe, bend the knees forward, lower the hips down. Keeping the back body perpendicular to the floor. As you get deeper, lift the heels higher. And then push down with the toes. Come up with grace and ease. <laughs> ease might be an exaggeration. And then heels down. One more time. Push down through the toes. Lift through the heels. And exhale. Bend those knees straight ahead. Keeping the thighs parallel to each other. Lift higher on the toes. Pushing the heels forward. Upper body back. Oh, and as you're ready, come on up. Smooth transitions, heels back down, arms to your sides, shoulders roll up, forward, down. <laughs> Circles with the shoulders, one direction and the other direction. <sighs> okay, so now we're going to come into Eagle Pose. Step onto your right foot, sweep the arms overhead. Exhale, right arm underneath your left. Either grab shoulders or bring palms together if possible. Elbows pull down. Sink into your uh, right hip. So as though sitting in a bar stool, not as low as a chair. Lift your left leg, point your left toes back. And either use your left toes like a kickstand, point them straight back, or maybe even attempt to wrap your left foot behind your right ankle. Elbows down, chest lifts up and back, hips sink down. Wrap arms and legs tightly. Focus a soft gaze in the distance. Breathe. Five, four, three, two, and one. I might have done the uh, really I want. <laughs> I gotta remember which arm I did on top. Okay, left arm on top. Inhale, sweep the arms overhead. Exhale, left arm underneath, right arm on top. Sink down into the hips. I think I did the legs opposite of what I usually do. I don't think it's going to cause too much problems. Um, <laughs> sink down into your bar stool. Lift the right leg up. Point the right toes back. Wrap the foot or use the foot as a kickstand. Elbows down. Chest lifts up and back. Sink the hips. Wrap the arms and legs tightly. Soften the face. Continue to breathe. for five, four, three, two, and one. Unwind, unwrap, sweep the arms overhead. Exhale, arms to your sides, inner feet together. Inhale, sweep the arms up, interlace your fingers, cross your thumbs, point your index fingers to the sky, grow tall, push down into the floor, reach up to the sky. Inhale and exhale, upper body leans left. Keeping the hips and chest squared forward. Tone the legs, root down through the right heel, reach through the right fingertips. Inhale back to center, grow tall. Exhale, second side. Hips shift left, upper body leans right. Use the right hand to draw length along the left side. Tone the legs, ground through the heels, lift into the kneecaps. Inhale back to center, grow tall. Exhale, back to the left, hips to the right. 
chest and hips squared forward. For the second one, you might experiment with turning the gaze up beyond the right tricep muscles. I always find that intensifies the pose quite a bit with that um, seemingly subtle action. Inhale back to center, gaze forward, and exhale over to the right once again. Tone the legs, lift the kneecaps, shift the hips to the left as you pull the, arm, the left arm to the right, and then gaze turns up. Notice the edges of the mouth, soften the face, stick with it. Inhale back to center, keep the arms overhead, tilt the gaze up. Push down through the feet, take the arms back, biceps behind the ears. Look up, look back, either choose to stay here, opening up the chest, or curl back into the unknown. Okay, you can't see back there, can you? You gotta just uh, trust the strength of your feet on the floor, your legs holding you up, your heart lifting and opening. You're doing great. And then chest leads the way forward, arms forward, head comes up last, arms to your sides. Let's do some shoulder rolls, one direction and the other direction. Okay, inhale, sweep the arms overhead, interlace the fingers with the opposite thumb in front, grow tall, tilt the chin up, and we're gonna do it again. Reach through the index fingers, draw a line with the index fingers towards the back wall. Either keep drawing that line, tilt the head back and go back. Just explore the opening of your chest and it doesn't need to be, doesn't need to look like anything in particular. Bend, don't break is another good phrase here. Chest forward, arms forward. Head comes up last, arms release to your sides. Shoulder rolls, one direction, other direction. Okay, with the feet together, sweep the arms overhead, exhale and gently flow forward, maybe bringing some bend into the knees as fingertips come down to the floor or blocks in front of you. Walk out your legs, hips shift from side to side, upper body hangs forward. To release relief to the low back and then knees together lift up onto toes squat your hips down to your heels as your knees bend forward if that feels okay for the knees do it once do it twice and now take the feet wider apart heels are about hip width distance apart toes turn out at about a 45 degree angle and then you might lift onto your toes as you sink your hips down arms to the insides of the thighs, and then can you rock your weight back to your heels as you make your way into a squatted position. If you cannot push weight down into your heels, then bring the earth closer to you by sliding a blanket or a block underneath your heels so you can get that training of putting weight down into your heels to ground the, uh, ground the heels, also helping you to lengthen uh, the tailbone sink down into the hips for this um, for this uh, malasana or yoga squat 
arms to the insides of the thighs, palms come together, thumbs uh, try to draw towards the sternum, lifting into the sternum as you press into the palms, widen the arms into the legs and hug the legs into the arms. So uh, if you can picture <laughs> like little uh, arrows uh, indicating the movement of energy, the, uh, they would, the arrows would be pressing, uh, hands would be pressing together, so there would be arrows pushing the palms together. And then as the pu- palms push together, that energy is pushed back out through the elbows into the thighs. And the elbows, uh, the thighs pushing arrows into the elbows and then back down through the tailbone, lengthening the spine down as the spine moves downward. That energy uh, wraps around the lower spine, back up through the heart center, out across the shoulders, down through the arms again. So all this energy circulating throughout the body, moving around. Okay, we are going to launch into our headstands. So I know that uh, the live viewers who I'm guessing are uh, maybe Jason, <laughs> Mary, uh, who, uh, who's my third, uh, Ava, Lynn, or Nicole, somebody uh, is at my third viewer this morning. Uh, whoever you are, I'm glad you're here, but I'm suspecting that you all uh, have some practice of headstand because you've all been practicing with me a long time and I really love headstands. So we're going to launch right into our headstands. Uh, so interlace your fingers in front of you, plant your elbows down below the shoulders, creating that strong triangular base for your position. And then you're going to walk your feet back. Lift your hips up into the forearm dog. And if you are not somebody who has practiced a headstand for a long time, then you probably want to practice here at this uh, preliminary strength building, spine lengthening position. If you feel strong and supported here by your shoulders, by your upper body, then you might take this whole thing towards a wall and practice kicking the hips, kicking the legs to the wall. Um, If you have all that and you are apt at balancing in the middle of the room, here's something hard to try. Uh, You can tilt your chin to your chest, walk your feet forward, lift your hips higher, lower your head to the floor, and then a few options here. You might lift one leg, And as that leg lifts higher and higher, you might just float the second leg up to meet the first leg. And then whatever leg led the way, let that leg lead the way back down, bringing that lifted leg now to being the lower leg, then the second leg follows suit. And then second side. Opposite leg lifts, 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 leading the way. I don't think I did the opposite one, but anyway, you could. (laughs) You could pay more attention than I just did. Um, Legs meet, and then lead the way back down. All the while, the upper body pretty much remaining steady without much movement. 
four arms pushing down, crown of the head pushing down, shoulders lifting away from the ears, neck long, and then lift the hips. Oh my gosh, could you lift both the legs at the same time and talk? It's hard. Okay. And then once you're up in your headstand, um, man, headstand, isn't it rewarding, guys? It is, um, <laughs> it is something once you have created that foundation for this shape, the balance, the strength, the confidence, really, is a lot of it. Um, then there's all sorts of things you might do here. You might uh, shift the hips from side to side, do a little twisting. I call that one like washing machine hips. Um, shifting the hips from side to side. All the while, all these poses, keeping the uh, foundation, the head, the shoulders, um, the forearms stable. And then you could take a wide, uh, a wide-legged splits. You could take a leg forward, a leg back for the splits. In the splits, you can do that washing machine leg, thing, washing machine hips thing, turning uh, the front leg to the, in the opposite direction. All sorts of exploratory uh, movements you can do here once you've set that foundation. And um, so this can be a pose that can really give you some uh, nice goals. <laughs> so your first goal might be to just get that strength, to feel confident to kick up to the support of a wall. And then you might, once you have the wall, once you can gain more, more uh, confidence, more balance at the wall, then you might move the feet, move the hips away from the wall. And then you might try getting up into the pose away from the wall. And then you might try holding the pose for long periods of time. And then once you have that, then all these other possibilities might start to open up. And then you have a neck injury, and then you can't practice headstand, and then the real practice begins, right? That's the setback. Practicing through the setback. Okay, I know I've been up here for a while. Uh, make your way back down in a safe way or challenging way, safe and challenging. Knees together, hips back, arms forward. <sighs> Extend out through the arms, lengthen, through the fingers, open the palms, rest the hands down, rest the forearms down, rest the forehead down. And again, there's this opportunity to reflect. So not only are we active in the, um, in the shapes, but we are actively observing uh, the moments of rest, uh, actively present with um, <laughs> with um, with breath, with um, countering the actions of the pose. So all of that strength work of the upper back, all of that weight bearing in the head, kind of being relieved here. And with that relief, an opportunity to observe its effect. And always uh, coming back to that undercurrent of breath, that constant, um, constant duality of the breath of, from full to empty. Always flowing between those two states.
Sweep the arms back, palms turn up, shoulders slump forward. Okay, push your way up into a kneeling position. And for those of you who have uh, been practicing with me lately, I bet you know what's coming next. I kind of have been pretty consistent in this transition from headstand to child's pose into a camel pose. So that is exactly where we're going. Um, but this is going to be kind of a backbend um Backbend abundant practice. So this won't be our last backbend. This is just our next backbend. Um, I might even take this last layer of clothing off with the heat we're going to build up here. So point your toes back. <laughs> Not that you guys really need to know that. Just uh, if you're also wearing many layers of clothes and wondering if you're going to get to that base layer. Um, so you might place blocks at either sides of your ankles. Uh, as you stand in uh, the kneeling position. So hands, uh, let's start with hands in the back pockets of our imaginary back pockets of our yoga pants. Elbows turn back, shoulder blades hug into the back of the heart. Press down through the feet, press down through the knees, tilt the chin up, tilt the gaze up. Focus on breath in the chest. Inhale as though you're inflating. A helium balloon, expand, open, exhale, let the lightness of your heart float upward as you curl back into the unknown, look back, curl back, hands might come to the block, so if you give, give those exploratory fingertips back, can you touch the blocks, can you grasp the blocks, thumbs to the outside, fingers to the insides, if you want to go a little deeper and not sure how much deeper you can go, tuck the toes and then reach exploratory back for the heels. If you have the heels, fingers to the ins outside, thumbs to the insides, and then maybe feet flatten then. Head suspended or head goes back or gaze is forward. Explore the opening of the front body. Push down through the knees, lengthen through the tailbone. Lift into the heart space. And just very similarly to how we did our belly down back bend with our fingers interlaced behind us and we pull the hands apart to engage the shoulders and lift the chest. Here, push the inner fingers into the inner heels to get that same pushing of the shoulder blades together, pushing of the heart up. And always the current of the breath making uh, the pose move. And as you're ready, hands back to the hips, ribs forward, chest forward, head comes up last, knees together, inner feet together, sink the hips down to the heels, neutralize in rock pose, palms on the thighs, shoulder blades down the back, Chin parallel to the floor, head over heart, heart over the center of the pelvis.
This is a pose. This is part of the practice. Observation, reflection. And let's keep going. Camel, this is my new, this is my new um, <laughs> saying about camel pose. Uh, camel has two humps, so we got to do it two times. Uh, feet, uh, knees hip width distance apart. Maybe those blocks are there. Maybe you've discovered that they're not necessary. Hands on your low back. Roll the shoulders back. Lift the heart up. Press down through the knees. Press down to the feet. Open up the chest. And decide, is this a good place to be? Is this a good heart-opening shape? A lot to explore, a lot to be curious about. Stay or look back, curl back. Exploratory fingertips to the heels, to the blocks. Explore and arrive in the expression of the shape that you would like to breathe into today. And then again, there might be, think about this uh, energy and how it's moving, how it's circulating throughout the body. When you're ready, hands to hips. Hips forward, ribs forward, shoulders forward, head comes up last, knees together, feet together. Take a seat on the heels, palms on the thighs, shoulders up on the back, down the back. Soft gaze or closed eyes. Arrive in this pose. Integral part of the practice. Now, swing your legs forward and take your feet hip width distance apart, knees bent, heels up and in towards the hips, arms by your sides. If you have blocks handy and nearby, for today, if you would like, I'm going to introduce a practice of bridge pose and wheel pose with blocks uh, with blocks in the lower body instead of the upper body. So block wide length, widest length between the feet, between the heels. Block at its most narrow length between the upper thighs. So squeeze the block between the heels, squeeze the block between the thighs, arms to your sides. Push down through the feet. Lift into the hips. Lengthen through the knees, lengthen through the tailbone. Keep your feet framing the block. Keep your thighs trying to push the block downward. That's a really weird thing about this pose, is that as the outer hips lift, we're trying to get this 
uh, you know, <laughs> okay, here are my um, here are my arrows. So they're wrapping outer hips upward and then wrapping around the tops of the thighs and pointing downward. So that block is pushing down with that downward movement of the inner thighs as the outer hips lengthen and uh, lift up as the tailbone lengthens towards the knees. And the feet pull back towards the shoulders. What? What? So crazy, all this stuff that's going on and you can't see it. Can you feel it though? Interlace your fingers behind your back. Tuck your shoulders one at a time. Lengthen your knuckles towards that block. Push the feet downward. Pull the feet towards your shoulders. Chin towards your chest. Heart towards your chin. And where would you draw arrows? So that's one thing. <laughs> Taking pictures of yoga poses is interesting, but it's like you can never capture in a photo. It's very difficult to capture in a photo what it's like to do the pose. So you have this advantage being in the pose of taking this, uh, what does the inside of the pose look like? If you were to use those arrows, the indicators of the arrows, moving energy, uh, you know, awareness through the body, where would you point those arrows? Where would they be uh, moving towards your center? Where would they be moving away from your center? And then lower the hips down, unlace the fingers, untuck the shoulders. You might remove the block from between your thighs. You might walk your feet wider than the, than the block between your feet and let your knees fall towards one another or together. Back to the breath. So now that we're kind of in these moments, <laughs> we're like not pushing those arrows anymore. So the arrows are kind of um, resting. <laughs> those uh, actively uh, pushing, pulling, engaging, expanding, that's on pause for now. We're, uh, we're kind of arriving in this reflective, restive shape, again, which is totally an integral part of the practice. And what has that pose, uh, how has the previous pose now influenced your experience of this shape, of this moment? So do you want to do that again, or do you want to go up into a wheel pose? So uh, I was thinking about wheel pose, and like, it's one pose where we do a lot of preparatory actions to prepare, to strengthen uh, our bodies, <laughs> our resolve for this shape. But there is just something to be said about just practicing the shape itself. So here we go. Uh, practicing the shape itself. You can use the blocks between the thighs if you like to use a wall, if you like to use blocks underneath your hands, as I so often teach this pose. Uh, do it that way, or we're just going to push up 
with our hands on the floor today, if you, if you feel um, like you're ready for that. If you don't feel ready for that, keep going with the bridge. The bridge is an excellent, uh, uh, awesome pose. <laughs> They're all, it's all good. Okay, so hands by your head. If you're using, uh, if you're attempting the bridge or the wheel, uh, fingertips towards your shoulders, elbows towards the ceiling, chin towards the chest. Starts the same way, push the feet, lengthen through the knees, lift through the outer hips, uh, arrows down, down, moving the inner thighs and the block down, and then come to the top of your head. Okay, walk the hands back again so they're closer to uh, the shoulders, elbows in, roll towards the bridge of your nose, you push your feet in, lift your outer hips higher, and then everyone together. One, two, three, push! Straighten the arms, gaze between the hands, lengthen down through the knuckles. Heart uh, moves in the direction of the wrists. Push down through the feet, lengthen down through the inner thigh. So often uh, the inner, the knees widen apart and the um, pelvis uh, gets, uh, gets higher, the low back compresses. So we're keeping the block between the thighs, between the feet. So the knees point straight in the direction of the toes, the outer hips lift, breathe in the shape. And then chin to chest, come on down, back body to the floor, remove the blocks, whether coming from bridge or wheel. You could even be doing some supported form of bridge pose. Whatever it is, arrive with this next breath. Okay, uh, we're going to be doing more uh, wheel poses, just so you guys know. Uh, this is just the first of hopefully many weeks where we're going to be practicing wheel. And uh, so uh, we're going to do it one more time today. Uh, block between the thighs, between the feet, and either come into bridge pose or come into wheel pose. Push the feet down, lift the hips up, interlace the fingers behind the back or frame the uh, head with the hands. Fingertips towards the shoulders, come up to the crown of the head, walk the hands back, roll to the bridge of the nose, elbows in, everyone together. Heave ho, heave ho, push. Arms straight. Look between the hands. Curl the upper back, squeeze that block. Extrude the block down as the outer hips lift. Pull the feet back. What do you do with the hands here? So obviously you're pushing down. Push down from the shoulders, down into the knuckles. What if you tried to pull the hands towards the top of your mat? So pull the hands away, curl more in the upper back. And then you could walk the feet, clo the hands closer to the feet. Maybe interesting, maybe laughable. When you're ready, chin to chest, come on down. 
Sweet reward. <laughs> Rest. Reflect. So I, I find that this... Uh, <laughs> I love backbending practices uh, because of this stark contrast, because of this like, go hard, go big, create this challenging uh, and uh, just challenging shape, and then just rest. Then just look at it, see what happens when you do, see, see the aftermath of that. So it's just like the breath. It's go. It, you're in flux between these um, these kind of extreme states. The breath. It's full and it's empty. It's full and it's empty. Again and again throughout the practice, throughout your day. Okay, bring the feet uh, hip width distance apart, lift the feet up off the floor, grab hold of your knees, and then just rock the knees in the hands side to side, just gently massaging the low back against the floor. up towards the armpits, keeping the back body flat. So instead of curling the back body off of the floor, keep as much of the low back on the floor as you can as you draw your knees in, down, pushing the knees into the hands as you pull on the knees. And then place the feet outer, outer uh, hip width distance apart, as wide as the mat. Take the arms out to a T and begin those windshield wiper actions. Exhale, the knees fall to left or right. Inhale, they come back through center. And exhale, they fall in the opposite direction. Just move any, any roadblocks, any props out of the way. So I was just thinking as I was kind of describing this, um, this, uh, this flow, this flux between uh, the peak of engagement in your back bend to this, uh, this really complete uh, resting, uh, recovering, releasing in, um, in the aftermath of that. And these are, um, and these, these fluctuations that we, um, that we, what would you call it? They're, um, they're like artificial. We've created these, um, this practice of challenge, this practice of fluctuation, going from one extreme state to another. And the challenge of the practice, the practice itself, is staying present 
accepting uh, all of it. <laughs> so it's all, it's all a part. It's all part of the practice. It's not just that, uh, it's not just that moment you might be in headstand. It's also that moment um, where you're sitting, breathing. It's also this moment where you're just swishing your legs from side to side. Okay, um, feet back uh, to hip width distance. Take your right ankle over your left thigh, flex your right foot, and then draw the left thigh into the chest. Interlace the fingers behind the left thigh. You might use the right elbow to widen the right knee away as you draw the shin in closer, parallel to the chest. And then maybe some side-to-side movement here, bringing awareness to the right uh, outer hip, the right low spine. Really not an area we um, spent a lot of, not a... um, rotation of the hip that we uh, spent a lot of time on today, so um, worth exploring here. It might feel a little um, restricted or tight. <laughs> Give some appreciative breaths to these, um, these muscles. Left foot to the floor, right foot to the floor, uncross the legs, and recross with the left ankle on top. Flex the left foot, and then bring the right thigh in towards the chest, interlace the fingers, and then uh, pull the knee in. And if you, you know, if this isn't feeling like enough, you can always interlace the fingers in front of the shin. Alternatively, you can use the left elbow against the left thigh. Again, pulling that shin closer to the chest, as close as the, to the chest as you need to create some curiosity, some sensation in the left hip, the left low back, maybe movement from side to side. Always be breathing. Uncross, draw the knees in and up towards the armpits. Happy baby, grab hold of the outer edges of the feet, rock from side to side, pushing the feet into the hands, pulling the knees down towards the floor. And then soles of the feet together, interlace your fingers, widen your knees apart, flatten your low back against the earth as you extend through the inner thighs. Press the feet into the hands, pull the arms taut, let the heads of the arm bones lift away from the floor. Bound, reclined bound angle or reclined butterfly. And finally, before Savasana, let's show ourselves some love, show ourselves some appreciation, squeeze the legs together and give yourself a big hug. Wrap your arms around the fronts of your legs, grab wrists, forearms or elbows, 
chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knees, squeeze the legs together, tilt the tailbone towards the heels, round the spine, less of the back body on the floor as you squeeze in. I love you so much. You're just so wonderful. Um, <laughs> come on in for a big hug. <laughs> uh, yeah, you say that stuff to yourself and it might say, it's kind of sounds laughable, but um, you know, maybe there's a there's some truth in it. Okay. <laughs> Let yourself go <laughs> and come to some version of Savasana, um, whether it be lying on your back, taking your legs up the wall. Um, you could take a seated meditation. You could, uh, you could drape your body over a bolster in a supported child's pose. Um, as I have mentioned in recent, uh, recent months, I, I think it's nice to kind of create some ritual around uh, the setup for this pose. So maybe um, you, put on, uh, you put on some socks or a favorite sweater, you cover yourself up with a blanket, you uh, light a candle, um, whatever it is that helps you to uh, arrive in this moment, um, Invite yourself into this space. So this is kind of the, uh, this is, you could think of this as your, your, your sweet reward. <laughs> uh, can you approach this, this uh, practice of Savasana as, as the reward for your practice? So um, kind of the ultimate contrast to the asana practice is this position of Savasana where we are ceasing doing all of those little arrows. We're not, we're not sending arrows out throughout the body anymore. We're just kind of uh, neutralizing the name of the pose, corpse pose, the body and the mind cease activity. And we might attempt to take this... Um, external viewpoint so that we might observe the body at rest, observe the mind at rest. This might uh, require some little adjustments, lengthening the legs, tucking the tailbone, inviting the shoulder blades onto the back, Lengthening the back of the neck.
So one, uh, one exercise you might use to uh, quiet the mind here or uh, practice presence in this shape uh, just be, kind of be the opposite practice of how we started with the breath. So um, still a practice of observing the breath, but an attempt to uh, observe the breath without intervention, without intent. by this lack of intervention, this, uh, this invitation to, towards stillness, the breath, the body and mind might start to uh, edge towards um, this stillness, this reflective state. And again, using the imagery of water, we can think about that water that we were using from our pitcher. It's just being uh, spilled out, forming a, a puddle or a pond. And the breath becoming more and more subtle and indistinct between inhale and exhale. That the surface of that puddle becomes one, um, one solid plane, reflective.
consciously begin to gather your breath again. <laughs> Pour back into the pitcher, fill the pitcher. Send ripples of movement down into your fingers and toes. Eventually bend your knees, feet on the floor, right arm or left arm extends along the ear and roll to whichever side you feel compelled. And uh, move from our corpse pose, transitioning into a fetal position, regaining the breath. And eventually meeting back in a seated position to close today's practice. Bring your hands onto or together at your heart center. Exhale, empty the lungs. Inhale for a single om. Thank you for your patience, your persistence, your devotion to this practice. The light in me recognizes and bows to the light in each of you. Namaste.